You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Primary characters here in Luke 8, 22 and following are Jesus and the text specifically addresses the men with him as his disciples. It was primarily a situation like we have here at a place of refuge in reference to Jesus and his disciples. Jesus was pastor. They were the members. And basically, being a disciple, you receive knowledge and understanding from your pastor or leader. Knowledge and understanding equate wisdom. You want wisdom so you can do better. You want wisdom so you can think, talk, and act properly or according to the will of God. That's why we want wisdom. We want to be in line with God's wishes. If we have wisdom, we'll not only do better in life, but we'll we'll feel better. We'll experience better. And so it's important to understand that even as Christians, we are yet disciples. God is sending us word week in and week out in order for us to receive wisdom so our lives can change for the better. couple of things I want to point out about Jesus and about disciples in general based upon the scripture. First, in reference to Jesus, I love the fact of the truth that Jesus knew who he was. He He didn't allow people to define him. He knew himself. I want to show you something that's very powerful that you often hear quoted, but I want you to look at it today. Go with me to John 14. John 14. Just just turn to the next book, John 14 and verse 6. Keep in mind that Jesus knew who he was. 
John 14 and 6, Jesus said to his disciples, specifically, uh, Thomas at the time, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He knew who he was. Now, if Christ knew who he was, and we are his disciples, we are Christians, or we are to be Christ-like, you need to know who you are. You don't need to allow folk to define who you are. And you don't need it to be to the point to where when folk do try to define you, that you wonder if what they're saying is true. Got to know who you are. You got to know who you are personally and from a biblical standpoint. You got to know who you are. You can't allow folk to define you, especially folks who think they know you, but they really don't. And, and sometimes you, you have to set yourself straight. How many times have you said about yourself something that was in contrast to the scripture? Just because of certain weaknesses you battle. Despite you not being able to do certain things, you still have to recognize yourself the way God recognizes you. Even though you're, you're going through a hard situation, is it true, according to scripture, that you're more than a conqueror? Even though you don't have the money that you desire to have, is it true according to scripture that you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus? Is it true according to scripture that, that it's God's desire for you to be the head, not the tail, to live above? Get this, only. Then he said, never beneath well you know my family was like this and so I guess I'm, is that what God says about you just because your family was a certain way were your family Christian were they being taught right you have to know who you are see Jesus own disciples in the text especially Thomas, were questioning whether or not he was God. Jesus said, look, if you, when you look at me, you see, you see the Father, you see God. And so Thomas was questioning that. And so Jesus just point blank, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You have to know who you are. 
Even when you're going through something in your body, if you believe what Peter and Isaiah decreed about healing, you have to say, I am healed. I got to move on, but tell one more person, you got to know who you are. Matter of fact, while I'm here, just ask another person, do you know who you are? Let's go further. Let's consider something he said about his disciples or about disciples in general. John, the eighth chapter. I'm going to start at verse 31. John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. If you abide in my word. You are my disciples indeed. Indeed means in truth. You are a real, bona fide, legit, a genuine disciple if you abide or stay in my word. If you think, talk, and do what I teach, what I preach, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you are my disciple indeed. That's it. Well, I, I'm a good Christian on Sunday. You're not a disciple. Indeed. Man, I'm on it on Sunday and Tuesday. I'm, I'm just on it. I'm in that word all day. Sunday and Tuesday. You're not a bona fide disciple. That's what he said. You got to abide. You got to live in the word. Your mind has to be on the word. Why you on your job? You have to talk word wherever you go. Live word in your house and outside of your house. Look at the text. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples. Indeed. This ain't Walker's word, is this what Jesus said? You gotta live it. All the time to be a legitimate disciple. But notice what happens that's wonderful in reference to legitimate disciples. Verse 32. He says, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. The more you stay in the word, the more you're going to experience God's salvation by his freedom. When you stay in the word, you will experience firsthand God's deliverance, God's protection, and his prosperity. You won't have to wonder if God saves. 
You don't have to wonder if God prospers. You won't have to just listen to other folks' testimony. You will know for yourself that God will free you if you abide in his word. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And you will know it for yourself. And so, when it comes to Luke 8, 22 and following, again, we have Jesus. And I just showed you, he knew himself and wasn't afraid in the midst of opposition to identify himself as the way, truth, and life. But then you also have disciples. At this particular time, they were not disciples indeed. I want, I want to point that out. Because I just showed you, if you're a disciple indeed, you'll stay in the what? Word. And you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. At this time, they were not disciples indeed. But notice, according to the text, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. Let's cross over. And so they got into the boat and they launched out or they left. Specifically, when he told them what to do, they obeyed him. They got in the boat with him and all of them launched out. They were unified. They were unified. You got to understand that. They, they were unified on the same page. It, it's just like sometimes I, I can say something or I can prophesy something and when I prophesy, everybody in the church, every member, going to clap their hands about it. God getting ready to bless us. Everybody in the church, every member, clapping hands. God getting ready to bless. You heard what the prophet said. and You know Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing. Unless he reveal his secrets. Unto his servants the prophet. The prophet and said God getting ready to bless us. Everybody clap. Everybody on the same page. And see that's what we need to be. I'll show you why. Go with me to uh, Psalm 133. Y'all stay with me. Psalm 133. We need to be on the same page. 
That is without question, without say. And this is one of the main reasons why. Psalm 133 and 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in, in unity. When you're on the same page, based upon this verse, you can expect good and pleasant things to happen. You can expect good things or, or benefits to manifest. You can expect things that are pleasant or, or pleasing to and for you to manifest. Look at the verse again. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Same page. The whole church going to be blanketed with good and pleasant things. David got so excited about unity to where he even gave them examples. Notice the first example in, in uh, verse 2. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. In other words, when God starts blessing, good and pleasant things start happening because we are on the same page. It may start in one place, but it's going to continue until it covers everything and everybody. You may see God blessing somebody on this side, but because it's like that oil that ran down the head of Aaron, it ain't going to stop over here. It's just going to keep going until it reaches the other side. And all of us will have the testimony, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. But he didn't stop with that example. He went on to another example. Verse 3. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. You got to understand the implication. Once, once we unified and we stay unified, the blessings are going to be perpetual. They're not going to stop. As long as we stay on the page, as long as we are unified, the blessings will continue to flow. We'll never Six, look at the verse again. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountain of Zion. For there the, the Lord commanded the blessing live. How long? They'll just keep flowing. And notice the two examples are about people being unified on the same page. You don't have to get jealous of me. Why? You're receiving some of the same blessings. You don't have to wonder if God would do it for you. You know he's going to do it for you. Why? Because we are unified on the same page. Shout at somebody. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to be unified. Say to your neighbor, it's good to be on the same page. But it's not good to be on an opposite page. 
are to be divided. Go with me to, to uh, Matthew. I think I want to go to Matthew. Lord have mercy. He done dropped one on me. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that Matthew. But notice Matthew 12 and 25. Somebody need to see this. Matthew 12 and 25. Jesus knew what people were thinking according to Matthew 12 and 25. And this is what he said to them. He said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. They're going to end up empty. Instead of blessings covering all or filling all, we're going to be in a place of desolation. A place of emptiness, but, but desolation also has to do with unhappiness. Remember, when you're unified, you're pleasant. It's a joyous time. But when you're divided, it's an unhappy time. You ain't getting along. Why? You're divided. And when you're divided, you, you, you'll get mad about things real small. Y'all fussing over that? It's the principle. What's the principle in that? Something that small, you want to try to bring out a principle? No, it's just wrong. But notice again, he says here in Matthew 12 and 25, every kingdom divided against itself is brought into desolation and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. Start coming down, coming apart because of disunity. You have some folks on this side believing one thing, some folks in the middle believing another thing, and then folk over here believing something totally different. Why? Instead of unity, disunity. And you have that in churches. Being divided is not a good thing. Being opinionated when it comes to God's church, to his word, is not a good thing. I'm an opinionated person. You don't need to be opinionated when it comes to God's word. Let every man be a liar. But let God be true. And, and some folks are bold in it. I'm an opinionated person. It's not a good thing in God's house. God needs to have the final, the first and final sight. Yeah, and we just need to get in line with it. 
I, I want you to notice that, that Jesus being the leader, again, said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. And so they agreed, let's go. Jesus took it as a time to, to rest. And so he went to sleep. That was his time. I'm just going to relax and I'm going to chill while we go over there. You know. And, and, and he, was, he was fixed on relaxing. He was fixed. He had made a decision and he was fixed on that decision. It is not good to be up and down when you make a decision. It says about you that you, you are what the Bible calls a, a person that's like a wave of the sea. Being tossed to and fro. And, and James said in James 1, I'm not going there. He said such a person who is just like a wave of the sea in decision or in one way, you, one day you this way, next way, next day you another way. He said, God ain't going to even give you nothing. God holds his blessings back from such a person that's up, down. One way on Monday and another way on Tuesday. One way when you got plenty of money and then a total different person when you don't have any or much. Jesus was fixed. And let me tell you something. When you are fixed, determined to do something, that's when trouble comes. I said when you are fixed or determined to do something, especially the will of God, that's when trouble comes. And so he, he was fixed to just relax. And a windstorm came. A windstorm came. And it started disrupting things. The water got to rage. And it was raging to the point to where it started to get in, in the boat. But because Jesus was fixed. And no doubt he was probably getting wet. Yeah, you, that much water. But he was still fixed. Say to your neighbor, when, when trouble comes, it's going to affect everybody in the house. Going to affect everybody in the boat. But you got to remain fixed. Paul, was, Paul told the Corinthian church, be steadfast. Immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much, get this, 
as you know. He was telling him, you know that what you do for God or your labor is not in vain. Why in the world we act like uh, when a trial comes that God ain't going to help us? We know he done helped us 20 times that we used to say in the country. Look at your neighbor and say, you know God done helped you 20 times. And some of the young folks say, what that 20 what that meant? That, that's country, 20 But then the moment we start going through another trial, we wonder if he going to move for us come on now you know the bible well enough to know he is jesus christ the same god changes i'll never leave you The disciples, even though they were, they were not disciples indeed at the time, they had seen God move on their behalf like we done seen God move time and time and time again. And, and they see that the storm was going on and, and Jesus just fixed. Not allowing the water that's getting on him. Not, a, not allowing anything to move him out of his set place. Why did they got the leader right there? Why did they? Well, Jesus still sleep. He, he God. We might as well relax too. We're supposed to follow him, so we need to relax too. Say to your neighbor, it, it wasn't the case. They allowed the trouble to move them off the page that Jesus had placed them on. The, what's the page? Let us cross over to the other side. Let's stay united. Folk could get off the page. January 1st, 2022, Faith Walkers. On the page. February 22, some trouble coming, getting off the page. Some of us know the month, the day <laughs> that we got off the page. What are you talking about? The moment you started talking like a non-faith walk was the day you got off the page of being a faith walk. I've even heard preachers when they get up here and just certain things, they say, oh God, she off the page. She up there saying that she letting folk know she ain't no faith. Walk. Oh God, I, I, I hope I'm the only one seeing it. I don't want everybody to know. 
that a minister and got off the page. Oh God, she on the praise team. Oh, oh God, ain't she up there saying? She letting everybody know she done got off the page. Oh, it's March. Jesus gave them a word. Let us cross over to the other side. And they had the audacity to wake him up and basically say to him, what you said about crossing over, we ain't going to cross over because something happening and we're going to perish. You're going to wake Jesus up. The one who done said, let us go to the other side. The one that speaks something and it's impossible according to Isaiah 55 for it to come back to him void. And you're going to say he ain't going to do it? Y'all ain't read Isaiah 55? It says once he sends forth his word, it will not return unto him void, empty, or without doing what he set it to do. Something as simple as Jesus said, let us cross to the other side. It does not matter what happened. It's going to take place. Why? Because he said it. I love when he said to folks in Matthew 24 and 35, heaven and earth shall pass, but not my words. Not my word. My words are not going to pass. But see, they were not disciples indeed. They, they, were, they weren't ready to stay in that truth. The truth was they were headed to the other side. It didn't matter if a snowstorm, a tornado, Hurricane Katrina, or any other type storm came. Because Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. That's what was going to happen. I'm going to reward your faith for being a faith walk. walk. But then death showed up. COVID showed up. Evil showed up. All kind of stuff started showing, but God still ain't changed his mind. Hold your claps. But you got folk. They start stepping <laughs> off the page because they did not take what God Said seriously. He didn't take it seriously. His word. We going to the other side. Let's go. Let him know. I'm going and y'all going with me. But here, here they go. Waking him up. Lord, you don't care because we perish.
Jesus rebuked the wind and the water, the raging of the water. And then there was a calm. Their response, who it is? Who in the world is this? You, you done seen him work miracles? Oh, you, you thought what he did before wasn't real or something? You, Peter, he... You have been fishing all, all day, all night. Couldn't catch anything. Then he told you to go out for a drought or abundant catch. You know he a miracle worker. And now you talk, who is this? <laughs> who is this? And see, preachers arrive with it, right? Oh, he. Mm, mm, huh? <laughs> Listen to me. They knew who he was. But now they want to act as if they don't. You got to look at the text. Who is this? Man, even, even the wind and the storm obey. Now, Jesus could have got in himself and said, y'all know, y'all know I'm Emmanuel. <laughs> you know I'm Emmanuel. Peter, I could have caused it to do something else if I want. He didn't get in himself. His question to them was, where your faith? I told you we were going to cross over to the other side. How, how, how is it that you allow the storm to stop you from believing that we were going to make it to the other side? They may not have been able to do what Jesus did. They may not have been able to cause the raging water to to be calm or the wind to be calm, but they could have prayed. They could have did something. There's only one Jesus. But they could have been Christ like. They could at least pray or did something. It, it, it's, a, it's amazing how folk. Get to going through something, and the first thing they want to do is, is get off the page. That God put them on. The message to them at that time, we crossing over to the other side. That's what he spoke to them. That's simple ain't We're going to cross over to the other side. If something try to keep us from going to the other side, Hey, just pray about it. Oh, God, you said we were going to go to the other side. We rebuked this windstorm that's trying to keep us from the other side. We're going in the name of Jesus. 
Because we ain't going to bother him because he straight. Sometimes we'll panic and, and we want to wake up somebody who we know know how to pray. Whether it's the pastor, elders, and so forth, instead of praying ourselves. See, certain things happen and you, you immediately panic and want to call somebody else to do what you have been taught to do. You got to grow up sooner or later. You got to mature sooner or later. They panicked when they should have been praying. And notice the question he asked them, where's your faith? Faith comes by and hearing. Why didn't you put into action what I told you? Y'all asked me how to pray and I told y'all how to pray. Why didn't you put prayer in there? Were you just asking me how to pray just to try to impress me? You asked me how to pray. And I prayed. I told you. Ask and it shall be given. See, you'll find. Knock and it'll be open. And I told you everyone that asks, seeks, and knocks will receive. But you didn't do it. You panicked. You allowed jeopardy. Because that was the picture when, when, when the water started to get in the boat. But see, jeopardy, according to the text, is danger that you can, number one, see. Number two, experience. They were seeing and experiencing something that caused them to forget the word. The rhema word. That rhema word. We are going to the other side. But they allowed jeopardy. A danger that they could see and were experiencing to move them off the pace of the page that they were on or get them in disunity. That's what they allow. And some who have gotten off the page of a faith walker have allowed the same thing now. What you saw and what you experienced caused you to cease from walking in faith. And so again, the question, the, the, the main thing that we need to understand is the question, where is your faith? It ain't going well, Pastor. Where is your faith? 
and see, they, they were actually causing the situation to get worse because of their tongue. And, and sadly, they, they were talking doubt to someone who had told them not to doubt. Jesus told them, if you have faith and you do not doubt, you will see this, that, and the other. But look who they were talking down to. Jesus. You don't care because we perish. Don't you see we perish? So he done told you to cross to the other side. But, but now what you're seeing and experiencing is more than his word. It's greater than his word. Say your neighbor, the greatest thing we have, thing we have. is God's word. You know how? He heals his word. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. This is the greatest thing we have right here. His word. And it works. It works. We done seen it work time and time and time and time and time again. Y'all look like y'all mad at me. Y'all mad at me. It's time for you to ask yourself when you get in a certain situation, where's my faith? You got to have faith. Because every time God sends a word, trouble going to try to come to stop it. People will try to come and stop it. Now, now this is a sad thing. They were quick to leave Jesus and get on the same page together. Now, all that Jesus had, had done, all that they had seen him, him do, you would at least think it was one that was going to stay on the side of Jesus. And we talk about how Judas betrayed, but, but right here, all of them left the page. All of them left the page. And so you got to understand some things. When you start to experience trouble or storms in your life, the greatest thing you have to defeat such is your faith. Let me show you why. Y'all stay with me. They're grown folk teaching. Yeah, they're, they're, they're grown folk teaching. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 14. Verse 23. Ready? Romans 14, 23. But he or she who doubts is condemned if he or she eats. Because of the reason he does not eat from faith. Last clause is what I want you to get. For 
Whatever. He was talking about eating, but notice how he changes in the last clause. Whatever is not from or of faith is what? Sin. Hold on to that. Let's go to Romans 6. The day ain't quoting day. Like I usually quote, the day is C day. Romans 6 and 23. Keep in mind, whatever is not from faith is what? Sin. Sin. Romans 6 and 23. First, first clause. For the wages of sin is what? Yeah. If it's not from faith, it's sin. And sin leads to they were talking death to Jesus. They were actually causing death to come on the boat. Master, you don't care. Well, it seemed like that's, that, that's just common sense that they would wake him up because he had the power. See, that's, that's the problem. We, we got to get away from, from what's normal. To what's of faith. We don't live by common sense. The just live by what? Faith. Sometimes you can have stuff so embedded in you. To where you just think that your reaction was just right. And some reactions are are right if you're a sinner. But when you are a child of God. You ought to live by faith. Death and life and the power of the what? Tongue. They were just speaking death. Jesus, we need you to wake up. We've been, we've been just rebuking this storm, but we're we going to want you to touch and agree. That would have been different. But no, they didn't do that. We perishing. We need you to get up. You act like you don't even care. Where is your faith? Where's your faith? I got to show you something as I get ready to close. Go with me to uh, Ephesians. Chapter 4 is is where I think I want to go. Ephesians 4. Everybody still love the pastor? Some of y'all didn't move your mountain. (laughs) I love you though. Ephesians 4 verse 1. Now Paul in jail, but notice he doesn't identify himself as being imprisoned by Caesar. But notice this. I therefore the prisoner of who? The Lord. In prison, but notice his, his whole mindset changed. I'm here because God want me here. But notice, he in prison, but notice what he talks about. He said, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. You were called to be Christian, so think, talk, and act like Christian. That's, that's what he beseeching them to do. 
And he tells them how? With all lowliness and gentleness. Be humble. And then he says with long suffering. Because sometimes we're going to go through a period of suffering. We're not going to see what we desire to see. But long suffering is part of that process. Do you know long suffering is a fruit of the Holy Ghost, Mother, or the Holy Spirit? It's a fruit. Long suffering. Why in the world would long suffering be a fruit? Because you mature when you suffer long. But you suffer long when you suffer long and it's a fruit and it's a fruit in reference to the Holy Spirit. It means that Throughout what you're going through, you're still thinking, talking, and doing according to the will of God. You're going through it day in and day out, but you still got your praise. You're going through it on the job, and you're going through it when you get home, but you're still turning in victory. Why? You know that, that this is part of the process. You're suffering, but you understand it's part of the process. Long-suffering is a fruit of the what? Spirit. And you can treat it like a just person or a sinner. If you say you say, but you're always complaining about your suffering, you're treating it like you're a sinner. But if you're giving God the praise... And you got your words saying, you know what? This going to pass. It's just temporary. And God is allowing it for a purpose. You got to start seeing yourself coming out like Job saw himself coming out. Job so saw himself coming out of his long suffering to where he said in the midst of negative folk, I know my redeemer lives. I know he lives. I know I'm going to be redeemed out of what I'm going through. Notice it was personal. I know my redeemer lived. He knew he was going to be redeemed. And see, when you're going through a period of long suffering, you got to see yourself coming out. I don't know who going through something right now. You got to see yourself coming out of what you're going through. Shout at somebody real quick. See yourself coming out of your trouble. See yourself coming out of all of the suffering, pain, and such that you've been going through. But notice as he continues. Bearing with one another in what? Because when you get to going through things, you you real touchy about stuff. You got to treat folk right even when things ain't going the way you want them to go. How many have seen folk get an attitude just because they're going through stuff? And if you don't say the right thing to them, they mad at you. If you say certain things, she got a lot of nerve talking about it. But what did he say? Bear with one another in what? But this is what I want you to get. Verse 3. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. This is what the disciples were not practicing when they ran into trouble. 
They thought that, that they were willing to stay on the page with Jesus as long as everything was going well. It's just like some of us. If, if you, you'll give Jesus his tithe and offering every week as, as long as that, that Monday you see them windows open up literally and you get so much you ain't got room enough to put it. You'll be the first one to come to the altar and say, thank you, Jesus. I'm bringing you your tithes and offerings. Wow, you know that money, you're going to get all of it back. Plus. But when you endeavor to stay unified with your brothers and sisters, unified with Jesus, it's when you're not seeing what you really desire to see. But you know he is the God that causes to come into fruition what eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Paul when it went so far as saying, even what has not entered into the heart of man. Won't God do it? God, God will do for you what you ain't even thought about. Y'all weren't listening to Deacon Holland. Deacon Holland wasn't expected when he went to get that item that caused $300 for somebody to come up behind him and, and pay for the whole thing. He didn't say, I'm going to pay on it. They, I'm going to pay for that. $300, yep, I'm going to pay for that. He wasn't expecting that. Who moved such a person to do it? God. God will move a sinner to do certain things for you. God will move a sinner to write a check to you for $50,000. But it needs to be God. But if you are going to stay on the page with Jesus, you got to expect some storms to come in your life. But just because you experience storms, that don't mean you get off no page. First sign of trouble, they're they going to wake up the master. How you saying? The first thing that, I don't get God going to heal. Just because you're going through it worse, you don't think he's going to heal you? You ought to know that you got it made either way. If he take you, you got it made. Or if you stay, you got it made. What's the problem? Either way, you're going to be blessed. I wonder if he allowed me to drop dead right now. How y'all going to how y'all gonna talk about it? Don't let me do it today, though. I wonder how you're going to talk about it. Man, I wonder what was going on with Pastor. You know, he just dropped dead. You got to start looking at everything through God's word. That's a faith walk. That's a faith walk. And, and so, Jesus knew, even though he didn't say it to them. You're disciples, but you're not disciples indeed. You still don't know what it takes to experience truth that frees you. 
He couldn't even leave them because they weren't ready. He couldn't leave them because they were not mature. They had been out ministering, teaching, preaching, but still were not disciples indeed. And you have folk. I've been licensed. I don't license them, but they... Because when you really become a disciple indeed, you won't just say anything. And when you do say certain things, you say them with purpose, clarity, in order for it to be a blessing to somebody else. Where is your faith? Where's your faith? Where's your faith? They were not, they did not endeavor to stay on the page. You're going to go through things. You're going to go through some stuff. But they could have did the same thing Jesus did. May not have had the same reaction, but God would honor it. May not have, have got a complete calm. God may have allowed the storm to continue to rage, but they still would have got a cross. I have asked God to move things. Guess what? He didn't move it. But he still caused me to prosper in the midst of what I was going through. But I had to learn that because I was just like the disciples. I would panic when certain things happen or say things I shouldn't have said because of what I was seeing and experiencing. We got to grow from that. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get a Lord a hand of praise.